Hi friends, I'm Molly, your host from Relief from Darkness, and we are so excited that you're listening. So just as a reminder, we are talking about anything that has a stuck place in your life and how to walk out of those stuck places with Jesus. And we've covered topics from substance abuse to any other kind of addictions to eating disorders and seriously everything in between, because here at No Boundaries, we really do believe that these things can change and that your brain can change and if you change your brain well then you change your life so i'm here today with dr Lori. hi guys our very own resident brain geek well she loves it and then super super exciting so we're kind of wrapping up the relief from darkness series so in these last few episodes um you're going to be hearing from our no boundaries international amarillo team and on the last podcast you got to hear from our director there her name is Tracy and then today super exciting you get to hear from Amber and Amber is the executive assistant for No Boundaries International Amarillo so with that Amber yes how did you get where you are now like what's your story who are you oh, well so I, my husband and I, we were leading the youth group or the, excuse me, college age at our church. Mm-hmm. And we took them to this conference, big conference with Louis Giglio and people like that. And um, that was the first time that trafficking really hit my heart. Yeah. And I really thought that trafficking just happened overseas, mm-hmm. was not even aware that it was here. And so then God just continued to use that. And then we, I went to several different um, conferences and stuff that had to do with human trafficking. Yeah. And so God just continued to work on me then. And then I went with Crazy Tracy. (laughs) (laughs) She'll appreciate that one. Yes. To Oklahoma. And um, I really saw God just, the Holy Spirit just touch her and how that he was moving. And I knew what God was calling me to. Yeah. But my son was very young mm-hmm. at that time. And fear, I mean, fear really took hold. Yeah. And so I ran mm. and I ran hard for like a year. And then I got an invitation from No Boundaries Amarillo to come to their open house And I met with Tracy and I said, you know, we should have lunch. Mm -hmm. And she said, yes, we should. (laughs) That's great. And so I didn't know what God was going to do with that. But we had lunch and then she proceeded to tell me that she was having a group come and they were going to decorate the motels on the boulevard, which is where our girls, the pimps and the prostitutes and stuff are. Mm -hmm. And, um, And I told her, I was like, oh, well, I can help. I can come and help with that. Yeah. And she was like, great. And so I didn't know that it was like a trap. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so we go and we're unloading the car and I have my hands full and she turns to this person that is donating stuff and says, oh, this is Amber. She leads our street outreach. Oh, yes. Just right then and there. Yes. (laughs) And so then um, I told her, I was like, listen, I said, I've got to go home. I got to talk to my husband. I know what leadership means and I know what that entails. And also there was still the fear. Yeah. You know, if I'm going to be honest, my son was still in my head Mm -hmm. because I thought, you know, if these people get mad, then they're going to 
come after him mm-hmm. and he's little. Yeah. And so I go home and I'm talking to my husband and we're hashing it out. And he's like, we just need to pray. And I'm like, okay. So there was one night that I was heading home from another conference with human trafficking. Of course. And it was pouring down rain. And I'll never forget it because I was praying. I was asking God. I was like, okay, if this is you, if this is truly you, I need a sign. And so I look over and I see these girls, these two girls walking. And I hear God just say, look. And so I look over and it's just pouring down rain. Like normal people would be running. I have no idea if they were our girls per se, but for some reason he highlighted them and he told me, he said, you take care of mine and I will take care of yours. (gasps) Wow. That's super powerful. Yeah. And so at that point I came home, I told my husband, I said, okay, honey, this is what happened. Mm -hmm. And he was like, okay, somewhat. God's still really, he's doing a radical change in him too. And so I was um, working full time at that time. Mm. And so I came on with no boundaries and I did street outreach whenever I could. um, Whenever I was off work. Yeah. And I was there whenever I could. As far as, you know, like whenever our closed closet was open or anything like that. And um, so then I really felt the Holy Spirit saying, you're going to be full time. And I was like, you're crazy. Mm -hmm. We can't afford that. So then I started really praying about it. And then I started really bugging God about it. I was like, okay, Jesus, you said it. So it's got to be now, you know? Yeah. And so then... um, Finally, after like a year or so of just constantly going, okay, I think that was it. I think that was time. I finally said, you know what, Lord, I'm just going to surrender it. And I want you to confirm it through my husband. And I'll know whenever it's confirmed through him that it's truly you. Mm -hmm. And so one day my husband came home and he said, I heard from God. And I was like, okay. And he said, we need to start praying about when the timing, he goes, um, I know it's soon, but I don't know when that is exactly. And so, yeah. So now after four years, I've been full time with no boundaries and wow. Yeah. So how long have you been with no boundaries overall? Like not just full time, so but like the year that I ran. Like, <laughs> Right. Yeah. I have been with No Boundaries um, since 2014. Wow. Is that the very beginning, Dr. Lori? Of like, no. when did Amarillo start? 2013. Okay. So just one year. Yeah. So what was your life before No Boundaries? Wow. So um, a lot of things happened in my life. And so I used drugs and alcohol mm. to kind of put a Band-Aid over that. Yeah. You know, and so um, I lived in a small town. I was doing, I still had a full-time job. Yeah. So I was doing drugs whenever I wasn't working. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. And so I just really heard God one day say, either you're going to stop or you're going to die. Mm. And so I got a job in the town I'm in right now, in Amarillo. Just got 
somewhat new friends. They yeah. still partied and everything. I continued, went very smart. Mm-hmm. And I continued to party and stuff. Like I had VIP passes to all the clubs in Amarillo mm-hmm. and had a schedule of whenever the specials were and stuff like that. Yeah. Then God brought my husband. We were set up as a blind date. Cute. (laughs) Yes. So one of my friends at work where I was working at, she told me, she goes, I want you to meet this amazing guy. I was like, not really interested because I was not looking for a man at that point. I wasn't, I never wanted to get married. We never wanted to have kids, nothing Mm -hmm. like that. And so finally I agreed and she was like, okay, y'all are going to meet at this pool hall in Amarillo. And I loved shooting pool. Mm -hmm. Like that, (laughs) that's what I did. I loved it. So she knew how to get me. I said yes to going. My husband at that point, he wasn't going to come either. And he was out with his friends, not partying, but just hanging, you know, he decided to come. And whenever he walked into that pool hall, he, I know this sounds cliche, but he took my breath away. Yeah. Wow. So from, so what, I don't know, from VIP at the club to outreach at the club. (laughs) That is so funny. (laughs) That sounds just like Jesus. I mean, that's what he does, right? That is wild. Dr. Lori, Mm -hmm. do you have any thoughts? Are you going to CPR some of this? So did he know how to play pool or did he learn how to play pool right quick before he came in on that blind date? No, he actually knew how to shoot pool. Oh, that's funny. The funny thing is Uh he was so shy that before he could talk to me because, you know, I'm a little much. Uh And he... I mean, no, really? (laughs) (laughs) I know, shocker, right? And um, so he had to... I know this is horrible, but he had to take a drink of beer uh-huh. to talk to me because okay, he yeah. had tickets to the Garth Brooks concert. Okay. And I was like, oh, I love Garth Brooks and all this, you know, and doing that whole girly thing, you mm-hmm. know, flirting. And he was not having it. And I was like, okay, fine. I'm going to shoot pool and do my own thing. And then later on, he told me and he asked me out. Wow. What a story. <laughs> <laughs> and so look what God's done in his life to press in and to hear the fullness of the destiny that Jesus has for you yeah. and to tell you then I think and in the right timing he goes from beer sipping pool playing to, to hearing the Lord and confirming things yes, like that's really cool. So I heard it said once, what if you only had 24 hours and everything that you did in that 24 hours was recorded and what you did, uh, what you said, everything that you put your hand to and based on what you did for those 24 hours, it would determine for the next five years where you would live, where you would work, what you would do, the position that you would have. And so I think about our life as an internship. And so our internship is actually to grow more and more in love with Jesus, to spend eternity with him and worship him. But when we're in heaven, we're not going to be floating around on some cloud with a harp. And that even that, that mentality, even that image If I think about that image, I'm just bored thinking about it. Yeah. And so it really matters what we do here. And it really matters what God put in your heart. And so what I want to challenge everybody with that's listening to this is kind of what you did, except for that year that you were running, 
people ask me all the time, do you think I should? Do you think I should? And and so I want to replace, and what would it look like if all of the listeners would replace, do I think I should with go unless you hear a hard no? And so, like you said, you were intrigued with human trafficking and not everybody is going to notice or or have that thing about human trafficking inside of them. But what are you, the listeners, curious about? And what's the call of God on your life? Or what's something that you've made note of that you would talk about or mention to others or that would grab your attention like human trafficking did with Amber? And what would it look like if you did what you could today and whatever was in front of you so that you could do what you couldn't do today, tomorrow? And instead of wondering if, because the last time I checked the Great Commission isn't Go into the world when everything lines up and if you know it all and if everything, actually you have to have faith and then you will do just exactly what all of us have done. So once we don't have to focus on ourselves, once we overcome a lot of the things that has tormented us from the past and our sin, but again, complacency and not being involved with what Jesus is doing on planet earth is really sin. Mm -hmm. And so I love to hear story after story after story when we just step out in faith. And unless we hear a hard no, that we just go and we do whatever's in front of us. Because I hear so many people, they'll come up to me and they'll say, oh, I'm really, you know, I have a heart for child soldiers. And I'm like, do you know any of them? Or I have a heart for refugees. Well, do you know any of them? Are you actively involved in anything? And then you get around who she called, what'd you call Tracy? Crazy Tracy? <laughs> yes. Yeah, this is going sorry, out Tracy. to <laughs> lots of people. But then you get around people, Crazy Tracys, or the Crazy Tracys in your life or that you know of that are already doing what you're wondering about. And then I like to call it research and development. You don't have to sign up in Blood for Life. Then you do research and development for a period of time. Maybe it's a three-month trial to see how you develop from there because you cannot steer a parked car. And then I remember and think about, I mean, when you first started, you probably had no idea exactly what outreach or what you were going to be involved in. Oh, no. And so if you think about a pool, when you dive into a pool, you'd be kind of goofy if you just stayed in that one spot. Mm -hmm. And then you'd get hit by other divers. And so you swim around. And so I would encourage everybody with the, I wonder, or what if, or go until you hear a hard no Mm -hmm. and get around people that are doing the stuff that you're wondering about and then just see what happens. And so with that, that's what you did, but Mm -hmm. you had to have the connection with your family, the connection with who you were, the connection with God, obviously you had overcome a lot of the psychological issues. Now, here's the thing, though. If we wait until we're perfect, ain't nobody doing nothing. Right. Me and Molly would have to shut down the podcast. Literally. <laughs> yes. And then so and then you develop a routine. Mm-hmm. And so you get accountability. And I think it takes a minute, takes a little while to tell what we like mm-hmm. and, and how we fit. And I think about just like with, with restaurants, y'all, the food from heaven is Mexican food. And what I don't Amen. particularly care for, no offense, but is Indian food. And so I'm going to go to the Mexican restaurants every day. Every day of the week is a taco Tuesday for me. And so it's the well-balanced, nutritious meal with your vegetables. My favorite vegetable are jalapenos and the hot sauce. And then you get the calcium with the cheese and you get the meat as a protein. And so I just can't imagine going anywhere else. But not everybody feels like that. 
like I do. So I'm going to be in the Mexican food restaurants and others won't necessarily be there. So we need to get around and we need to explore and we need to taste and see what God has called us to do. But last summary, make no mistake, he's called us all to bring God's kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. Yes. I mean, that's almost mic drop. Molly, I thought that was really that was really, really good. good. Thank yeah. you. And that's, what I think though, like, as I just reflect on that mm-hmm. and then Amber on your story, like, I know, I remember like before, you know, Jesus and you're just living that lifestyle that just doesn't lead anywhere. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like, I it's mean, empty. it's empty. Yeah. There's nowhere to go. So like when you're in that party life and like you have a routine and then you're just always chasing the next party or the next drink or the next hit Mm -hmm. and it doesn't go anywhere. Like unto what, like who are you serving? Like, you know what I'm like? We're spiritual beings and we're either serving the kingdom of darkness or the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. It always ends in death. Absolutely. And it always ends up at the end of the day, like you go home and you're by yourself and you've got nothing left. Mm-hmm. And when I get that reconciled and we can get that reconciled, all that death and destruction under the blood of Jesus mm-hmm. and what he's actually called us to do, like there's a fulfillment in that that's unmatched by whatever the world can offer. Absolutely. Like, There is nothing more fulfilling than knowing that you're exactly where you're supposed to be and you're doing exactly what you were literally designed to do. Yes. And I think that's important for like, for, to the listeners, like you're, you're literally designed to do something for the kingdom of heaven. Mm -hmm. And there's not one single thing that, that will fill that need outside of Jesus. He's the only one who can tell you what you're created for. And he's the only one who can lead you into it. Yes. But like you had to say, yes. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like you had to say, okay, like enough's enough. Mm -hmm. So when did you come to that point? It was whenever, are you talking about with no boundaries or with both period? Um, I would say that with my husband was kind of the stepping stone Mm-hmm. To kind of get back in that relationship because I'd been hurt by the church. Yeah. And so I was, I was angry. Yeah. I didn't want anything to do with it. And so he kind of helped. And then where we had my son, that pushed me more, you know, because I know that it says that you're supposed to raise them. You know, if you're a believer, then you're supposed to raise them to love Jesus. Yeah. And then with no boundaries, it was definitely that peace that came whenever he said, you take care of mine and I will take care of yours. Wow. And any time that I let that fear come in, because, listen, it, it's not one and done. Yeah. You know, the enemy still wants to come in and, and yourself wants to come in. Mm-hmm. So whenever that starts and I have that to hold on to, of he said, if I will take care of his, he'll take care of mine. Yeah. So I don't have to have that fear anymore and worry about my husband and my son and and, you know, and like what Lori was talking about, that you don't have to be perfect to do something. You know, no boundaries is a tool that Jesus really used to heal me because I went through the inner healing and I can't, I can't express how much that he can use you no matter what, no matter what, what has happened, no matter how angry you are, how hurt you are, mm-hmm. he can use you. 
because the things you've done is not what he created you for. Right. And there's no like, I heard something the other day and they're like, if any sin cycle, Mm -hmm. so if you're in like a sin cycle or there's sin in your heart, or if you just like have these thought processes that we've been talking about over the last forever and really from darkness, like all of those places are just it said are either a place that we haven't encountered God's love Mm -hmm. or where we've forgotten it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that is so beautiful because when, if we're under the blood of Christ, then like the behaviors and stuff, like he's not, he's not condemning. Do you know what Like, Oh yeah. He's not saying you're too bad or you're too messed up or you're too far gone to come to me. Mm -hmm. Like, Really all, because then we'd have, right, something to boast about in ourselves, which is yeah. not anything, but that's the beautiful message of the gospel is that it's a free gift of salvation. Mm-hmm. It's a free gift that we can lay down ourselves and lay down the things that we've been doing or thinking about that aren't helpful that the Bible says to not think about mm-hmm. where he'll meet us. Yes. But he didn't say Amber, make yourself perfect and then come do something, right? Absolutely do anything. (laughs) None of us would do anything. But when we can realize this as children of God that we sit under, like he calls us righteous by the free gift of grace, Mm -hmm. by his doing, not by anything that we could have done. And it's just all in our ability to receive it. And how much of him can we hold and can we receive? Mm -hmm. Because that's the thing that transforms a human heart. Absolutely. So it's super fun. Dr. Lori. Mm -hmm. So I think about, we've talked about this before. One of the things that I love to process uh, with Jesus at the end of the day is, and I ask the question, is there anything that's hindering the fullness of your love in my life? And I want to add a couple of additional questions to that. And the, the, the next question that once we start to get a handle on ourselves and we deal with some of the anxiety and some of the apparent sin and we start to realize that we're self-absorbed and there's got to be something else besides me and we start to notice human trafficking or homelessness or my neighbor or whatever that is, then we have this realization that we can be a part of a team that will change the world for eternity. And so what I want to ask you guys as you process today or yesterday, or even this week, I want you to ask this question. And this question to Jesus, Jesus, did I participate in anything that would impact eternity? Because he's put something inside of us that we're supposed to be significant, that we're supposed to bring his kingdom, that we are supposed to be so in love with him that we, we're designed for something more than what the world has to offer. And so I want to encourage everybody and kind of the summary that I would say is let's get in the game and let's let that be a resounding yes every day. Jesus, is there something that I did today that participated with you and what you're doing on planet earth to advance the gospel of the kingdom and to impact eternity? And I think about even the reason why our Amarillo team is here is because we had a group of middle school kids that were going to come and spend Uh, three days with us on the human trafficking track and we were going to go out. And so naturally, as you guys heard Tracy's story that she worked with youth, she was a children's pastor. And so she went from children's ministry 
to human trafficking and strip clubs. And so, and naturally, if you're going to bring her, then you better bring somebody that's going to help executive assist Tracy, like I have my executive assist. And so we've all been here over this last week with this group of kids that we're introducing to missions. And you, you guys, it feels so good to be a part of something bigger that if Jesus doesn't show up and if we don't have a team and it's outside of me and it doesn't really impact or affect me, except this is what I was born and created to do. So I love that question as you process every day with Jesus, let him start to stir things up in you and start to think about what's he spoken to you again, whether it be human trafficking or homelessness or substance abuse, or, I mean, it could be a huge, a huge amount of things. I mean, with Molly, if you want to ever get her started, just talk to her about the next generation mm-hmm. and then start the ball rolling. Yeah, that's good. So Amber, do you have any final thoughts or words of encouragement for our listeners? I think I go along with Lori that if God is, if Jesus is really putting something on your heart, Mm -hmm. there's a reason it's there. And all you have to do is say yes and be just joyfully and completely obedient. Yeah. And he's going to move and it's not you. If you ever think it's you, then it's going to fail. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And I know like in the part of your story, when you said that he, he spoke to you like, you take care of mine and I'll take care of yours. Mm-hmm. I think that one of the things that stood out is that you just believed him. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like after he said it, you believed him. Mm-hmm. And I think about, I mean, Abraham, the father of our faith, he believed God. And then you go to John chapter four and, and J- Jesus does uh, the miracle with the little boy. Like, so, um, it's towards the end. I think it starts in verse 46 and you have one of the officials that runs up to Jesus who had just uh, did a miracle in Cana before and turning water into wine. Mm-hmm. But so this is the second miracle that he does there and he runs up and it's this official and he's like, Jesus, like come, come to my house and heal my son. Like my son is dying. Yes. My son is dying. We have to do something about it. Like I know like you can do it. And then Jesus said like, you know, you ask for signs and for wonders before you believe, like for you to believe. But then the guy is like, okay, well, can you still come to my house and do this? And then Jesus says, today your son's been healed and saved or healed and will live. And that man just believed what he said. Mm -hmm. And that's what your story reminds of, like (laughs) that you just know that your son's okay. Yes. Because Jesus said, yes. And it's not by any saving that you could do, but because he said it. Mm -hmm. And I think about the little boy in John chapter four and the man who saved his son, but it was by that father's faith Mm -hmm. that just believed what God said. And so that's what I'm hearing. You guys, here's what I'm hearing is that if this has stirred you into something bigger, into something more, and there's been things that God has placed on your heart that he will make a way. And it's not by anything that you can create. It's not by anything that you can sustain. It's not in your own doing, but by believing God and what he says, then he's the one who's faithful to do it. 
but it's your job to believe and it's your job to surrender. And it's your job to know that he's the God that he says that he is. And if you're having a hard time with that, then ask Holy Spirit to reveal to you in scripture who he is and really capture the heart of God, the heart of God that you serve and that you love, because I promise you, Holy Spirit will help you understand scripture with new eyes. So you're created for something big. You're created for something more. You're created to impact eternity for the kingdom of heaven, or else you wouldn't even be alive right now. You matter and you're valued. And it really does matter if you do it or if you don't. So I just want to encourage you with that because here at No Boundaries, we believe that if you change your brain, then you change your life. And when you change your life, then you're called to something more and to help other people change as well. So thank you guys for listening. And so we will talk to you next time. Next time. Thank you guys so much for listening to our Relief from Darkness podcast. If you would like more information or are looking for more resources to help overcome the topics we've discussed here, please visit the No Boundaries International website at www.nbint.org, where we have a free e-course titled Journey of Restoration. And be sure to please leave us any comments or reviews as this will help get our content out to more listeners. We're praying for you guys and we will see you next time.